listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Today is Wednesday, December 11th. It is it today, is. yes. It is. I looked at the calendar before I announced what time it was. <laughs> it this is, is true. It is Wednesday, December 11th, and uh, we get to take a look at Making Disciples for Life and some of the resources available for Making mm-hmm. Disciples for Life, and uh, excited to talk about that. And uh, that means that we have another Michigander in studio while you all were speaking Michiganese yes. uh, before we went on the air. We were. Because <laughs> Michigan's the best. Comparing... No offense, but... <laughs> so for all of you in Michigan today or those who love Michigan, this is your day. It's true. Because I'm outnumbered in the studio. I mean, it's about chat. You always get an extra DCE in here, so... <laughs> it's true. We, I need to line up another DCE. You haven't had a DCE on in a couple of days. So thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the coffee hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. Joining us in studio today, the Reverend Robert Zagor, executive director for the LCMS office of national mission. Pastor Zagor, thanks for joining us in studio this morning. What a pleasure to be here. Speaking Michigander. Yay. We'll have to have simultaneous translation for Andy. (laughs) Just have it captioned so <laughs> understand it. Um, we are talking about making disciples for life, uh, which we talked about at LCMS National Convention, and you and I, and we talked about it uh, a few weeks ago. Now looking forward to January, the first Making Disciples for Life conference coming mm-hmm. up. Uh, excited about that. And the, uh, the Internet Resource Center as well rolling out. But before we get into that, You've been in the LCMS Office of National Mission, what, is it two years now? About a year and a half. A year and a half. Wow. I like to round up. Uh, (laughs) Well, I'll do that, too. (laughs) Before you you came here to the LCMS International Center, how did you learn about the plethora of ways the (laughs) LCMS Office of National Mission serves uh, individuals, congregations, districts, all those whom we serve? How did you learn about all the different ways that Office of National Mission serves? Well, it was tough to do because we, in history, and I'm not not saying that there's a fault to be drawn here, but we had a a really tough time pulling everything together so that people could learn about the resources, learn about the office. And I tried searching the web to find out more about it and realized that this was like walking down into a maze underground with no lights on it was it was just a terrible thing to try to find things i i know that that i got a phone call and they said we'd like to interview you for the position that i now serve in executive director of the office of national mission and i said wow what an honor i'll have to find out all that this does and i absolutely could not (laughs) (laughs) that's a problem (laughs) eventually eventually i took to just going to a google search bar and typing in office of national mission lutheran church missouri synod and got all these entries none of which really told me what I was looking for and I realized right away that this is one of the problems that we were facing now I think you're right in saying that it's a plethora because the of resources and information that are available because that's really what the problem of finding anything was there was so much it's hard to know where to where to start digging it's sort of like if you're in a stadium full of people and they say why don't you define the crowd 
you look around and you say, well, there are all these different <laughs> people here and all these different age groups. And how do you start the definition when there are so many? And that's that's really one of the first things that I wanted to tackle with the Internet Resource Center, as you as you were referring to it, giving people an easy access to how to find what they're looking for, when they're looking for it, and make sure that that we have this curated in such a way that people have an easier time finding what they need when they need it. It's like answering the question, wait, my church does that? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> like when we post something on Facebook and, and it's it's something that, that um, people just don't, they have no idea that, that that is even a thing in our church body. Well, I won't identify him because he's a good <laughs> friend, but I had a district president who had one of our directors out as a speaker at a conference that he was holding, and he announced at this conference that they were hiring some outside organization to do something that our office would have done for them for free. <gasps> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> and I called him up and I said, what's going on? Did we do something to offend you? He said, I didn't know you did that. Mm-hmm. So we do have some communication issues within the within the synod, and we have great people and great resources. We love each other. We we really do like to work together. It's just there's so much. It's hard to say. Oh well, I can go to this group for this, or that group for that, or this person for this. When I worked, sorry, I'm stealing. I'm jumping in here. I've been inter- please. <laughs> Interception. It's fine. Uh, when I worked in higher education for a while, uh, I noticed that this was a problem that many colleges face as well mm. in terms of, especially your presence on the web, mm-hmm. uh, trying to make accessible all the things that an organization as large as a college or a university is to make that information all accessible on the web. We all, every department wanted their information on the front page or wanted a link or you know, a button on the front page. <laughs> of course. And, and so then, because you want it to be accessible, you want it to be accessible within like two clicks in order for people to find it. Well, I think that's probably similar to the challenge that, that the Office of National Mission faces, well, anything here at the International Center faces, mm-hmm. is that um, there are so many things that we do and we want them to be readily accessible uh, to the person searching for them, how do you do that in a way that's uh, logical? <laughs> logical that well, and that really is accessible. Yeah. Uh, because there's so much. How does it not mm-hmm. get buried underneath everything else? Right. And fortunately, technology is catching up with us because it isn't just the church or a university, as you said. This is a common problem for every industry in the world, and. I guess you could say that the Lord has blessed us with groups like Amazon the, <laughs> because they've actually done a pretty good job of, of putting together the kind of thing that you need if, you're, if you've got thousands of resources, but you need to find the one and you need to find out if that's good or not and if it's, if it's well used. And in fact, there's a sense in which a lot of the behind-the-scenes work that's being done on our on our new Internet Resource Center is going to be a bit like Amazon, where it takes you to what the computer thinks you need from what you're asking. Hmm. Not only that, but it's one of those cent- one of those resource centers that gets smarter the more it gets used. Hmm. It, it gets used to the way that people ask for things and what it is that they're actually looking for. And as we create this site and 
continue to make it, it's not going to be it's not going to be a shopping site. It's going to be a resource <laughs> site, but it's. It's but if it were a shopping site, <laughs> oh boy. if it were a shopping site, we'd have more business. For, but but um, we also want to find out using the site what people really want for their churches. Because unfortunately, although we, we love each other and we work together, we also don't really know each other all that well within our synod. I mean, how many people even know the majority of the folks who worship in the in the neighboring congregation the neighboring LCMS congregation what they're like what they're what they're searching for what the troubles of the parish are we don't know each other as well as we should and part of this effort the making disciples for life effort is to make sure that we thoroughly know each other that we are enabled to work together more deeply and so Collaboration is the word that I throw out so much people are probably going to ban me from using it. <laughs> but the whole idea is that we've got to start working together. The the Lord, God willing, is going to come back before we ever finish this. But if he doesn't, then he's expecting us to work together. He tells us that. Let them be one as we are one. Mm-hmm. We've talked about um, all of all of the the wide expanse of mm-hmm. all of the things that National Mission does. What? How? How would you describe um, all how, the people in the stadium? All the people in the, <laughs> the stadium. The I'm stadium. asking you that question. Um, <laughs> but I mean, the, the National Mission serves what people and congregations and organizations and and what what is that that breadth of of service that National Mission actually does? Well, I guess the very quick way to get your mind wrapped around it and not the entirely accurate way is everything that we we as a church body do from from the domestic point of view except for pastoral education and university education is under the office of national mission Mm -hmm. and so everything from youth to recognized service organizations to disaster response to to just about anything, witness and outreach, revitalization, urban and inner city mission, black mission, Hispanic mission, just about anything that you can think of that you'd say, gee, the LCMS does that. If it's happening in the United States, that's the Office of National Mission. So why do you, going back to the Internet Resource Site, Mm -hmm. or Center, I'm sorry, Internet Resource Center, um, Walk us through, you, you said that it, it'll help you find what you're looking for. Right. Um, what if you don't find what you're looking for in the Internet, in the Internet Resource Center? What if you're, you're looking for something that um, you're just not finding, but, but you know it has to do with Office of National Mission. You know it has something to do with, with uh, the Lord's work here domestically in the United States. Mm-hmm. Well, and it won't just give our resources. It'll give resources available throughout the Synod, but it, as you... As you're looking and you get frustrated and you end up with my basic computer experience, oh, I just give up, where's a real person? You can actually get to a real person by simply clicking a link and you can talk live to somebody in our church information center. And if they don't already have the answer, because there are a bunch of answers that 
they give all the time to the same questions because we're we're all much more alike than we think we are and our problems are all much more alike than we think they are but if they don't have the answer they'll be able to directly connect those who are seeking information to a subject matter expert who can give them more information more resources more help we're talking with Pastor Bob Zagor, Executive Director of the LCMS Office of National Mission, about the Internet Resource Center for Making Disciples for Life. And we have more to share, including the upcoming January conference. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living, breathing, one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others, to make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that, to live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Wednesday, December 11th. We're talking with Pastor Bob Zagor, Executive Director of the LCMS Office of National Mission, about making disciples for life at the Internet Resource Center and all that you'll find there. Now, uh, when are we expecting the Internet Resource Center to be made available? We're going to be showing people what it looks like at our January conference, January 9th through 11th. It if you know the secret ways of the world, you can actually get in there right now. But we're, we're not telling anybody that because because we've been getting in there and doing all sorts of things and and trying to make sure that that at least when it's launched, it does what we say it's going to do. But it's kind of funny because people have been already discovering it on their own. I have no idea how people find these things and do these things, but I've actually already been getting feedback on what people like and don't like about it from folks who are just sort of randomly finding their way in. So it's it's actually already out there. I'm going to search for it right now. <laughs> it's the magic of search engines. <laughs> it is. If you know the right keywords, you can probably find it. <laughs> so we, we're, we're talking about this this resource center. I, really, I actually really want to go try to find it. Um, but what, <laughs> oh, what, what will, how will this serve uh, church workers? What is, what are, um, what are we going to find on this resource center? Well, for example, if you're in your congregation and you say, we've only got three or four kids and we want to start a youth group, is there a way to, is there a way to put together a valuable youth program for just three or four children or just three or four youth? And the answer is yes, and some of the resources to do that will be available. Or say we want to revitalize our congregation we noticed that over the last few years we've had more deaths than than confirmations it, we we want to be able to reach out into the community but is there a is there a place to start and the answer is yes and you'll find the resources there and the help that you need there just about anything that the church 
really does on a regular basis, we're going to be able to give advice and help and resources regarding. And the ultimate goal is always to give folks an opportunity to connect with real people as well. You mentioned youth groups, youth ministry. I, I have to mention at this point, uh, because this is LCMS Office of National Mission as well, uh, the LCMS Youth Ministry podcast that just launched this fall, oh, yes. End Goals. Mm-hmm. If you yes. haven't checked it out, go to kfuo.org. It's under LCMS Podcasts. Look for the podcast called End Goals, uh, LCMS Youth Ministry. Or you can find it anywhere you get your podcast, uh, Apple and all those other places where podcasts show up. Uh, you can find <laughs> End Goals, LCMS Youth Ministry there. It is. It's an excellent resource, and you you hear mm-hmm. each every other week from um, Pastor Mark Kiesling and DCE Juliana Schultz uh, and their guests, and talking about a, a variety of topics, best practices, really in um, some of the the, the uh, in youth ministry. So some great resources there. Some of the speakers from the LCMS Youth Gathering they've mm-hmm. had on as well. Really good stuff there. Sorry, just had to plug that because it's hey, so good, I, and there are like great things there. Um, so the we, we talked about the Internet Resource Center yes. uh, coming up in January is the Making Disciples for Life conference right here at the LCMS International Center. That's uh, what January 9th, is that right? January 9th through eleventh. It's three days. the The first day is is a what we've learned conference. You're going to have the president of Synod, the chief mission officer of Synod, the the leaders of the two mission offices talking about what we've learned that we've got to do well and what the future looks like for the Missouri Synod. Some hard lessons that we as a church body have learned, but some also pretty bright-looking things off into our future as the Lord continues to give his gifts to his people and they get they start bearing fruit throughout the land and throughout the world. What makes this this conference uh, a unique conference? There's this. It's not. It's not like a typical conference where you like go and sit with like 500 people and right. and someone just talks at you for a while. <laughs> Again, the, I I said I use the word collaborative so often that people are going to keep me from using it. There, <laughs> I'm already noticing people around the office of National Mission carrying rolls of duct tape that, they, that they're probably going to start using if they hear the word collaborative. But the idea is that this isn't just a place where you sit and you receive. This is also a place where you give. And among the many things that this conference is going to do that are different is we've got these table talks where people sit around with a subject matter expert, about 15 people, and the idea is to share resources with one another, to talk about problems that are going on, and also to help us identify some of the resources that may not be readily available that people need. And so the whole idea is that this is a conversation that the church has entered into with herself in order to find out how we can carry out that mission more fully, how we can help each other. That goes along with just about everything with making disciples for life. For example, the new resources that we develop, we have we have development partner congregations, which are testing these out and going back to the Amazon model, if you... If you look down at the bottom and you see the the reviews and this is five stars and somebody writes a lot about why it helped or why it didn't help, 
we're going to be doing the same things with actual congregations and church workers who have tried out the resources and what they found about them, what could be improved. And we're going to continually use this feedback loop to improve and produce those things which are most needful for our congregations. Who is this for? Who would want to register for this? Well, I think just about anybody should want to register <laughs> for it. It's going to be wonderful. And they, but the way that we've been describing it is these conferences are intended to be things that lay people take their pastors to. <laughs> and the idea is the resources are going to be are going to be communicated at the lay level. This isn't this isn't going to be a, a thirty day journey through the Gainus Maestaticum or something like that. Some <laughs> some esoteric piece of theology, which is really very important. That but. conference will be in March. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But we we're going to be talking about the practical ways that the people of God live out their vocations in, in life and the way that they help their congregations, lead their congregations, and fulfill their role as the royal priesthood, all the while not neglecting the means of grace that our Lord has given us. Let's say you can't make it to St. Louis in January. <laughs> There's no flights. <laughs> or it's you're snowy. allergic to cold. Or that. <laughs> Let's, we're, let's we're just say you can't be here in January. <laughs> we're going to be having these conferences all over the country for the next three years. We're probably going to be doing three to four a year, but we've actually had a lot of a lot of folks that we weren't expecting to reaching out to us and offering to host these conferences. So we were <laughs> we've we've been delighted and surprised. But this is a real need in the in the Senate that we didn't actually recognize that everybody else recognized. <laughs> we thought, hey, this sounds great, and this is just what we need. How do we convince people? We've only got 18 spots open for the St. Louis Conference wow. right, as of this morning. Well, I, as of register. right now. <laughs> and at the time of this broadcast. <laughs> as, at, at, as of the time of this broadcast, which is incredible because I didn't really expect it to be sold out, especially a month in advance. Yeah. And we've only had the the registration open for a month, so mm. people are just barely learning about it and it's already going to I I believe be at capacity and we may we may have to pull some chairs into a couple of rooms, but <laughs> there's a great desire of the people of God to do the work together and and to be a part of something new and even some folks that I won't say that anybody's an enemy in the church, but don't necessarily play well together and in history are now talking about joining hands and doing the things that we need to do under under Christ's forgiveness and under the cross, because this is a time when the church cannot neglect her duties. And so it's a wonderful thing. If you want to see the list of the breakout sessions, mm -hmm. just go to lcms.org and the Making Disciples for Life uh, banner is there. The slider is there on the homepage. Uh, you can click on that and that'll take you to the Making Disciples for Life initial gathering uh, information. And there's a whole list of the breakout sessions there, as well as the table talk discussions as well. There's going to be a lot. There will be a lot of presentations and conversations going on simultaneously, it looks like. There will be. And the idea is we always want to make sure that people are in smallish groups. 
Never, never just the big 500 people in a room and you get blasted by a single information <laughs> giver, but that everything gets to be interactive. Uh, LCMS.org is the place to find information on making disciples for life and uh, rolling out in 2020 the uh, the Making Disciples for Life Internet Resource Center as well. Uh, we don't have a definite date on that, correct? Well, as I said, 2020. 2020 is good. <laughs> you know, it's it's a vision thing. <laughs> Nice pun there. 2020, it's a vision thing. Oh, man. There's going to be so many of those next year. I know. You're so going to be. Many. But I got in there first. <laughs> Anything else? Just 10 seconds left. Anything else we need to know about registration, if we're registering for this conference or watching for future ones? Go to lcms.org. It will always be there. Very good. The Reverend Robert Zagor, Executive Director, LCMS Office of National Mission, Making Disciples for Life. Thank you so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. What a joy. Thank you. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.